Blog Talk Radio.
Good God morning, good God morning, good God evening, good God everything, good God everything, because everything is everything and everything is God. Arlene, are you there? Are you there? Can you come save me? (laughs) I am here, I am here, I am here. You are so much like an angel to me. You know, a lot of people don't know I call you Angel because you are the angel that has come to save my life. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And I appreciate you so much. It's just never enough words to bring that to total expression in this existence of which we live. But that's the key. Existence. And existence is so, so peculiar to so many people because a lot of people don't even know where to begin. We hear in the Bible, it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form. But what beginning is that if there was already something here? If he created the heaven and the earth, then was there not a time before that? And if it was, what was it, and was it considered time? Hmm. Hmm. And even to go deeper than that, we talk about thieves in the temple, which has been, people don't realize the depth of that song that Prince has kicked out. Because when you say love come quick, love come in a hurry, there's thieves in the temple. And you come to the realization that God is love, but yet you don't understand what love is, then you don't understand what God is. And understanding is not a human thing when wisdom is its mate. You see, wisdom and understanding have to be married to have the fuller understanding of the expression of what God is. Before understanding can actually stand, it has to have something to stand upon. And that is divine wisdom. Do you do you follow where I'm coming from, Arlene? Yes. Yes. I actually heard somebody say a quote today that Love, wisdom, and abundance were, you know, were necessary. Yes, yes, they were all here before the beginning of time. So before we get any deeper, because that's where I live, people, my name is King. I can't help it. My name was given to me six months before I was born. I am... King Obadele, also known as King Andre Teasdale, which is the natural family name which I was given. And Obadele is my sacred name, which was given to me by a Orba, Yoruba chief. And Obadele means the king reaches toward home. And what other home can there be for a king but a kingdom 
And what other kingdom can there be but the kingdom of the one who created all things, which is God who goes by many names? So we salute the forces and the power of the God of the universe, the God of all creation, the God of all existence, of which we say, Ashe, 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 It is our ancestors that have brought us thus far through the power and the force of the creator that has created all things in all things as one. People have no idea that separation is merely an illusion. We will go into that deeper. But let us capture the Anabakola prayer given to us by Thomas Shamar Walker. And then we're going to follow that with the Lord's Prayer, which is going to be given to us in its ancient sound, which is the Aramaic of which it was brought to us into this existence. Because the existence of reality is fused in the consciousness of vibration and frequency. What you heard just moments ago is called a Tibetan singing bowl. It is one of the ancient tools I use in my meditation practices because a lot of people are missing a lot of the vibration of understanding that life and love is in the sound and the power of the tongue and so many other things that are yet to come. So, my beloved Arlene, if you would be so kind as to bring to us the Anabakola prayer. Thank 
the person who introduced it to me shared is that when you actually learn the prayer, uh, it helps a person to move beyond this physical experience that they're having, the physical experience that they're having at the end of their, I guess you could say when they, when it is time to transition and it allows for the person to um, incarnate into a higher world than here uh, on this physical existence. Um, And what happens is that when you actually memorize the prayer and actually learn the prayer, it it eases up the karma that you may have developed in this incarnation as well as uh, previous incarnations. And those of you who may not know, um, Arlene is my wife. She is known as Arlene Cahet. She is a love coach. She specializes in relationships. And the amazing thing about our coming together, it was purely divine. There's no doubt in my mind about it. I want to also introduce to you that she is also an energy healer. Um it's interesting how we came together as two in a sacred union of love. And the sacred love is the essence of what being connected is really all about. We had a conversation earlier this morning on the talk show called The Love Journey, of which we spoke of connection and Connection without the awareness of spirituality will lack the foundation necessary for each person in that experience to relate to one another properly. And we experience these things in our life's existence because we have lived in a society that has caused a lot of rifts in the waves of life to where people don't quite come to the full understanding that we are all one in a very powerful, majestic way. So, before we go any further there, we are going to a little section here before we get into the next prayer which would be the Lord's Prayer and the reason why we're going to go into the Lord's Prayer is because our topic is thieves in the temple and this is going to be the conclusion of that series of which we've had for the past I would say maybe four weeks and One of the reasons why I'm going to shift gears is because we wanted to kind of start off in letting you know that there are so many things that are considered temples. There's the the body, which is a temple. There is the mind. Your conscious mind is a temple. Your emotions 
and your emotional body is a temple. And all of these should be guarded in a certain manner. But we have to understand that love protects itself if you allow it to. Thieves in the temple brings confusion. Thieves in the temple will steal and lie and present themselves as counterfeits to your greater good. Thieves in the temple have no business there. And when thieves are found in the temple, someone has to take the responsibility to kick them out. This is the start of a brand new life. I am home safely for the first time in a long time since being essential. That essential consciousness is that which I had to come to an understanding with within myself as I come to understand that the scripture tells me that the kingdom of God is within. It only shares that with me so I can share that with you so that you can share that with others for as information and knowledge is poured into us it brings forth that which forms that which is within to manifest the presence of love that is to be expressed throughout all there is and all we know. Just as I tune in as being present, presence is the only moment that we can truly say is what we can operate in. The past is already gone. The future is yet to come. But what happens right now dictates what is to come. Today, I call forth the Archangel Michael because that is the chief angel which is spoken of in Revelations. That is the chief angel that was in a battle against opposing forces in the heavenly realm. Now, when we speak of the heavenly realm, would not that be a place that would have first been the place that was sacred? Would that not first have been the place that was the temple? Would that not first have been the place first creation, first existence that thieves may have entered in? Sometimes you have to ask yourself these questions because it's time to boost your consciousness and say yes, for there is more that I require of you. You can reinvent yourself at any moment. Your feelings are thoughts in action. It's time to remove that inner critic and move into 
the space of total love. You must reinvent yourself. Love who you are exactly as you are right now. Feel love as you. It heals all and removes all wounds and past negative experiences of you. But you have to understand that you are connected to a unified field of consciousness that you have been told does not exist, that you have been told that you are separated from. You see, the Father's love, that which created all things in all things as all things, as all, heals all wounds. The Father's love heals all wounds. Relax in the gift of the Father's love because he cares for you. The depth of that caring is steeped in the acknowledgement of knowing God is all and God is love. And with that, we will bring to you now the Lord's Prayer.
all things are made brand new. For as we have come into this world, naked, each cell of that moment of is no longer with us, but has been transformed into what we are right now at this present moment. It is the energy of life that lives in us, that moves in us, and has its being as us and the expression of that which you, infinite intelligence, has formulated to manifest for the expression of love to continue in this which we know as creation. For although there has been centuries before us, there is forevermore. And forevermore shall always be. We call for the cleansing of our consciousness. We call for the forgiveness of being attached to things that no longer serve us and that may have caused us us to no longer serve you as we rest in the assurance of knowing that in trusting in the force and power of God, do what must be done. We trust in love. We trust in the power that has brought us forth so that we will be in submission to truth and harmony and righteousness and love as the gifts that are brought to us by the one who called us forth. We are so eternally grateful. And we live in gratitude. For when we step outside of that, we find a place of confusion of which we now ask that wisdom walk with us. Wisdom talks with us. And wisdom shares with us that which makes us whole. We ask for healing for each and every individual. We ask for healing for the collective that brings us all together as one. We ask for the understanding that needs to be married to wisdom to come to that place of recognizing that there is no separation when it comes to the fullness of creation expressing itself as the continuation of that which is an unceasing. The eternal is what time returns to when time 
is done. For energy we are, and to energy we shall return, when we depart from this which returns to dust. The energy of the love, of the force and power that brought us all into existence, we ask and makes us whole in conscious awareness that brings the blessing that was intended from the beginning. And in this we say, Amen, Ashe, and so it is. My beloved Arlene, how are you feeling over there? I'm doing excellent, honey. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I wanted to share with our audience, this has been an interesting week. We have had what is called the solar eclipse. And there has been some changes on a cosmic level, deep in the spiritual that a lot of people are not going to be able to perceive. But as we continue to move forward, we hope to share with you that which is necessary for enlightenment and a fuller growth and development of your spiritual experience as we share what has been downloaded into us because when you think about it, any information you receive, that information is not for you to conceal it. Because if it was for you to conceal it, then would that not be the same as taking away something and bottling it up? to keep it confined from others when all of life is to be shared? I gave thought to the way in which the Creator has operated in my life. I get downloads of poetry. I get downloads of words. I have been told that I have alternate thoughts I don't think like people who are normal think. So that makes you ask what is normal. <laughs> and it's hard to describe what normal is. But um, I like sharing the story about you and I meeting one another on a metaphysical level because my first encounter of meeting you was in Baltimore, but we heard one another's voice on a beautiful program called The Love Journey, and the resonance of your voice captured something inside of me, as, too, I understand, happened for you. Now, the amazing thing about it is I was compelled to go to Chicago 
that particular year. And I had a dream of meeting people at the entrance of a house which I thought I was at in Chicago. And at the entrance of this house, I was being handed business cards. And I was giving out business cards. And in the hustle and bustle of that networking, there was this quiet woman that was there that just kind of handed me her card through the midst of all of that. And I looked at the card, and I indicated to that woman that handed me that card that I was going to get in touch with her. And she stayed in the background and didn't say much and let me continue with that networking that was going on. Lo and behold, when I had a birthday party and you was compelled by spirit to show up, you handed me the exact same card that I received in the dream. And I said to you, oh, you were in Chicago and handed me one of these. (laughs) (laughs) And you could tell tell the rest of the story on that one. Yeah, okay, so you want me to tell the rest of that story. Okay. Yeah. So... So I, I gave him my card, and I had already gotten the prompting from Spirit that, that he and I were going to have an interaction with one another. Um, but, I, you know, I didn't know what that looked like. I I just I have this tendency to submit. So um, <laughs> when I when I get home, and I think it must have been about two or three days, and I got a prompting from Spirit. You need to call. You need to call King because we both exchanged cards there. And I was like, you know, I remember having to talk with Spirit and saying, you know, I'm the girl. <laughs> you know, what do you mean I'm, I'm supposed to call him? And they they were they were insistent, and so I submitted, and I called him. And when I called him the first time. He was at work, uh, which sort of surprised me. I didn't realize he worked so early. (laughs) But I had called him, and uh, he told me he would call me back. And so he called me. He did call me back, and we talked a little. And, uh, you know, it was sort of a feeling out. And I was just – I was – I just remained in that place and space of being open and uh, and I'm still kind of asking spirit what what is this supposed to look like so I know that we have some we have something that that are going that's going to go on between one another we're going to be working together uh but still didn't have any idea of what that looked like so a few you know after that conversation a few more days went by and I get the prompting again, you need to call him. <laughs> I was like, I already called him. What are you talking about? I'm the girl. Good. They're supposed to call me. I'm call you know, call him. So I I submitted a little bit with an attitude <laughs> but I called. And as we engage in conversation, what 
became apparent to me was that when we when we communicated that that deep place that he talks about where he he lives well i hang out there too except i i i tend to you know ride the hedge a little bit more than he does cuz he he hangs out there and and he is he is definitely in that space of being with spirit and a lot of times i find myself being a translator, which is rather funny because somebody told me that I <laughs> I hang out in space <laughs> and you know that I need to come down here with the normal people or the regular people and 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 translate what it is that I'm saying and trying to uh, uh, communicate uh, in word, words that that the rest of the world will understand. So that's something that I continue to work at. Um, I find that when I tend to listen to people, this is a little bit of a digression, but when I listen to people, I hear what they're saying underneath what they're saying. You know, not everybody isn't, uh, everybody isn't always transparent, but I'm always able to pick up um, what it is that they are really saying. And so I find myself, um, being a translator for people who actually speak the English language, but that, that it's really funny, at least from my perspective, it's really funny. But anyway, um, that is how we, we engage one another. When we realized that we, we were speaking from that same, that same space, uh, that same place, uh, spiritually, the, the conversations and the rapport, it, it, it was beyond anything that I had ever really experienced before. And so that is our story. And the, unless there's something else, honey, that you want me to add to that. No, that's ideal. That is ideal because it actually leads us to um, where we are with this program. Because it took me a long time to come to grips with being out there because I'm not I'm not like everybody else. I, I don't understand why, but God does. And I receive information that's true and it's powerful and it's scary because I oftentimes question myself because of the predoctrination that has been given and shared of things that don't really line up. Mm. What the, what am I saying? I'm saying this. Sometimes good ideas don't have God's approval. You see, God is the structure, and it is not for us to bring God to structure, but to understand structure is made by God. You see, you can't box God in. As we look at the number of uh, religious ideologies, people want to have issues with other people's religious ideologies, and that is a mindset of being an idiot. I'm sorry, yes, I said it. <laughs> because you can't box God in. So how is it that 
people choose to box them in when bring structure. But to understand structure is made by God. You have to understand that God made all things. Now, I'm going to do my best not to get extremely deep, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with the flow that's happening with me. And let me kind of preface that with just throwing it straight out there, okay? We who are indoctrinated in the Christian belief, Islamic belief, which is, uh, I guess, a branch of that same vibration, because Abraham was the father of both Israel, which is Jacob, if I'm not mistaken, and no, Abraham was the father of Isaac. Ishmael is the father of the Islamic aspect of religious understanding. When we find that these two people come from the same seed, we have to really think about that because we all come from the same seed. We can go back as far as Abraham. We can go as far as back as Adam. But we can go even further back than that because there's been at least 45, and a lot of a lot of people get messed up with this. There has been at least 45 different books that has been extracted from what we know as the Holy Bible of today. The Bible has not been the only book that has had some kind of influence of man upon it to bring some alteration. The reason why I bring that up is because I want to share this section that really got me. There's this beginning and end thing that goes in my head, and I think of the thieves in the temple and what this is all about. Because back in the time to where the Nicene Council came together to decide what books of the Bible was going to be shared with the world and what was not, there were at least 45 books that has been either extracted or altered to satisfy what the Nicene Council had come together to put together. I'm not saying this in order to discount what the Bible does because there's nothing man can discount God is going to do because God's will is going to be accomplished no matter who dares to stand before it. That's me. That's the way I see it, and that's just the way it is. Now, are you saying am I being closed-minded? No. What I'm saying is I know what I've experienced, and I am not going to play with that because (laughs) you can get hurt doing that. So I'm going to try to bring it in so that we can kind of get the flow of where I'm going. 
and Genesis it says in the beginning was the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form, and darkness covered the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. There's so much depth in that phrase in and of itself. It's enough to blow your mind away because there is no reference as to where earth came from. There's no reference as to how heaven was created. But we capture in the beginning, and as I had shared earlier, we talk about the beginning. There had to be something before the beginning of that which was physical. The physical existence of our created experience is a manifestation of the energy that emanated the vibration and frequency to bring together the molecular structure of what is physically here for us to touch, see, smell, and taste. Structure was brought by God. Now, let's put that off to the side. And let's go to the other end of the Bible. And at the other end of the Bible, there's this story about this chief angel named Michael. This chief angel named Michael was in battle with what they have in the scripture called the devil and the dragon, who had charge over angels in the heavenly realm. Angels in the heavenly realm was at war with one another. Now, we just talked about the unity of experience, the unity of life, and everything is being one. Yet there was a battle in heaven. Now, get this. The battle in heaven was won by the chief archangel, Michael, and the devil, the serpent, and all the angels who were their followers, were cast to the earth. Check that. They were cast to the earth. Now, if they were cast to the earth, the earth had to exist first in order for them to be cast to it. Now, with that being the case, would not this devil and serpent who had charge over these angels, angels be in submission to them? All of these angels that was in submission to what we know as Satan, okay? And when you look deeply into the text of which we have been exposed to, we find that Satan was actually an archangel himself, which was known as Lucifer. And he was beautiful. And the beauty of him in and of itself overpowered 
his selfishness and he set forth his own agenda. Setting forth his own agenda, it stepped outside of the agenda that God had initially intended. And that is the beginning of separation. But when I look into this to capture an understanding in my own consciousness, what comes to me is the understanding of one bad apple can spoil a whole bunch. So if you're planning on making apple pie, you want to get rid of the bad apples so that your pie is going to be what you intend it to be. Now, I look at the human body as an expression of God and the universe. We all came together from the seed of our parents. The sperm of the father, the egg of the mother came together to become one. And that coming together of one, there was the energetic force that caused these this oneness to expand. And that's what God is doing. God is expanding the universe forevermore. God is the expansion of all creation forevermore. Now, check this. Your body, my body, everybody, we all have hundreds of millions of cells that are replicated throughout our age, ages, throughout our years, this existence in our life. Everybody has this going on. But there are those who have cells within them that go renegade, and that's known as cancer in the vernacular of the society in which we live. And cancer will steal your energy, will drain you dry, will try to replace any and everything that you are sent here to do, just like a thief in the temple. And medical science has come to a place of understanding in order for a cancer not to have charge and control the whole body it has to be excised and taken out. And many people have recovered because they have excised this cancerous cell that decides to do the same thing that God has intended the cells to do, which is to expand. But if the cancer cell expands, and it expands against the will of God, the structure that God has brought forth, then the opposition in and of itself will cause the temple to fall. Okay? Now, with this being said, let's go back to the heavenly realm. And when we go back to the heavenly realm and we look at this, we come to understand that sometimes it is necessary in order to take out that which is going to bring destruction to the whole so the whole can be full, complete, according to that 
which was intended. That's why it's so important for us to work on the mindset of conscious intent. I'm bringing all this forth because the way in which I look at the thieves in the temple, there had to have been that first temple. Let's say that temple was that place which was the heavenly realm, of which Satan and the devil stole the minds of those in submission to them in order to have their own agenda done for their own bidding to be done. When this had occurred, this was found to be unacceptable. And the entire lot of them was excised from the whole because the mandate was out of order. So let's come back to the earth, to the earth. Think on this. When they were cast from heaven, they say there was a legion of angels. There was a host of angels. One-third of heaven was stripped from the heavenly realm and cast to the earth. Now, I don't know how many angels there are in heaven, but a third of anything is a lot. Think about your paycheck. Think about what the government does with your paycheck. If you got that third of what the government normally takes of your paycheck, you would have a whole lot more money. Pretty much snatches about a third of your check. Check it out. And you might not be happy at what you find. But we have to come to an understanding that in this life of which we live, everything has a reason and a purpose. So a third of the heavenly host was cast out of heaven. That's what the scripture tells us. The surface of the earth, the face of the deep, was darkness. And the spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters. So there had to be a protective element that kept this darkness in submission. How long was that darkness there before? God said, let there be light. How long were these angels? Because, I mean, that's the way in which I see it. I don't, don't, nobody came to me and told me none of this stuff. This is what came to me. And so I'm bringing it out. I'm sharing it with you all. Because it's time to really reconsider what's been going on on this planet. Because if we don't, there's going to be more trouble. So, how long has this darkness been there? You know, when you are exposed to certain conditions for a long period of time, you are conditioned to, the, to that experience. When you are conditioned to a certain experience, it's difficult for you to come up out of that experience. You're going to be trapped experience. You're not going to have the strength to have the fortitude to get up out of that experience because once you get locked into an experience, you're locked in. And the only way you can get unlocked out of that experience 
is by having an escape for that experience. Now, I see God as love, and I see the energy of love when I look at the creative aspect of life in and of itself and this Christ consciousness. There are many who will tell you, angel, who is the chief angel in heaven, is the same as the one who is known as the Christ here in this earthly realm. You see, words have meaning, and the meaning itself may shift from place to place, but it will still have its same power. I say that in saying that many have said that the Son of God was that chief angel. We're talking about a heavenly realm, an energy place, a place full of energy, nothing but energy. The physical realm is that which is outside of the heavenly realm, but better yet, that which is made of the heavenly realm from the vibration and the frequency that bring everything together to form that positive and negative context that brings things to a wholeness, that brings the balance. Because if one titter of positive outweighs a titter of negative, then all the creation, which is, this is what science has brought to our attention, and that's something to think about, because there's a balance in all things when we look at things from that perspective. Yet, we have been given the power of choice. And the power of choice has come forth from that expression of the Godhead. Let me go a little deeper in what I'm saying. Imagine that battle in heaven kicked off. There was Michael victorious got all of that foolishness up out of that place so they could handle business like it needed to be done as far as creation was concerned in the heavenly realms so that everything could be balanced and move in divine order as it ought to because they had to put everything else in subjection at that particular time. But think about this. That which was in the angels they were still in existence. The influence of the devil upon these angels maintained itself in a consciousness of fear, in a consciousness of darkness, in a consciousness that is not of God. But think on this. Is it not true that that same devil stole from God what belonged to God? You see, all the angels and all of existence belongs to God. And you do not allow a thief to come in and take what's yours. If you can subdue the thief, do that. If you find a thief in your house, you subdue that thief. You hold him steady until you get the authority that's necessary in order to come in to bring judgment in accordance to what's going on. That's what I see happen when we're dealing with this earth experience. That's what I see happen when they say, let there be light. That's what I see happened when the light 
separated the night from the day, the dark from the night. That's what I see happen when man came into existence and God gave man authority choose between that which is of the light and that which is of the dark. Arlene, I think I did a lot of talking. Do you have anything to share with us? Because I'm sure we need a song because I'm about to keep going and I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I was, so trying to warn you you. I, was trying to, I was trying to warn him in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I, you know what? Even though you went down the rabbit hole with that one, I, I think you communicated it in a way that people can understand. And uh, I, I think I have the perfect song for you to just take a quick breather before you go ahead and and engage one more time. Thank you, thank you. And I'll come back and 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 tell them about the uh, the eclipse. Because <laughs> I started there and I got the eclipse. <laughs> we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen.
Wow. I am. You are right, Arlene. That was fantastic. I am light. I am love. I am God. You know, we're going to open the lines right now because I feel as though it's only fair um, for our guests um, to come in and um, share their thoughts, uh, share how crazy they think I am. Um, anything <laughs> like that is fine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Um, I'll just go and say something real quick about the eclipse. I happen to have a crystal that is clear. And I have another, and it's made out of a pyramid. It's, it's the shape of a pyramid. It was I was drawn to it, and I have a another piece of onyx, if you will, that is in the shape of a pyramid. And the day of the eclipse, I was told to take those two outside because the light and the dark are coming together to make manifest something that is going to be astronomical astronomical on top of that as well. There's the solar system, I think, called Regulus, which has something to do with the king and um, kingdom authority. And the short, short end of the story, I'm stepping up in it, pretty much all I got to say about it. So <laughs> let's open the line and see if there's anybody with who wishes to have a comment, a share of thought, please. Just press the number one if you want to join the conversation. And currently no takers, so you're you can go ahead and continue. Wow. All right. Um, at any time anybody wishes to come in, just press the number uh one on your um device and Arlene will let me know what's happening, and we'll, we'll make the move in making that happen. Um, one of the reasons why I had to bring this aspect to the table is because I'm done with the foolishness, and many of us are. We know what happened in, I think it was Charlottesville, and... There is an energy of separation that's trying to come forth, which does not make any sense. And I heard many people say, we cannot go back. When I think about that, I think about all of creation and knowing that creation in and of itself is a forward movement. That's the expansion of creation in and of itself. When I bring the comparison of the human body to the universe in and of itself, think about the number of cells that it took in order to make who you are today. And we are just small examples of what the universe is. When we look and we see that the cancer cell can actually take the body over and destroy it, we too can understand that there are there is opposition out there that will try to take and steal what belongs to the positive energies of life. That's happening all around us. The vibration that had occurred from what I call the conditioning of being in the dark under the influence of satanic forces for so long 
is what has happened to each and every one of us who are here, who is here on this earth now. Each person who's here is a remnant of that energy that was made manifest on this planet when they cast that energy from heaven down to the earth. The opportunity is for us to make the choice. When you look at all of creation, there's nothing in creation that can choose what to do. Think about that. The stars have their course. So does the moon and the sun. So does the earth and the sea. The waters come forth in accordance to God's will, and the waters recede in accordance to the will of God. Everything operates in the will of God. It is only man who can choose whether to be in the will of God or not in the will of God. The struggle, if one may say, is to come to recognize that there is no separation. The struggle is to come to understand that you have a choice. You do not have to stay in a consciousness of darkness. There are people who are out here. When I looked at one of the clips of the news, there were those who were for the Confederacy, and they want to protect their quote-unquote heritage, which is a darkness, hung black people from trees, that when you look at the photos of these people who was in the audience that had people hanging from trees, they look so weird. There's an energy about that. If you if you ever see these pictures, I'm telling you, you would look in these people and it's like something happened to their soul. But then I looked and I saw where there was opposition to that energy. And so these people who were supposed to be on the right, if you will, who wanted these Confederate um, uh, statues to come down, they actually got one, had the power to pull it down onto the to, to the ground from its pedestal. And even though it was white people, I thought it was really weird that this guy came and he came to stomp a statue. This thing is made out of metal. And and steel and 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 other things that if you kick it, it's going to hurt you. The mindset that we have to be careful about is that dark place that we have to avoid. We have to remember that in the scripture it says, "Behold, I make all things new." Avoiding separation. And the consciousness of separation is what we are here to do by coming out from the darkness. You see, a lot of people, when they see darkness and they say, out from darkness, or they say, out of darkness, you know there's a difference. If you are out of darkness, you are still connected to the darkness. I'm going to let that marinate for a little bit. If you are out of, 
eight thing. It is because you are a part of that thing. But you, if you choose to come from a thing, then you choose to be disconnected from that thing. There are those who believe that they are coming out from a thing when in actuality they are just a part of it and just moving away from it just enough to cause the continuation of confusion to be made manifest in a force of a living God that lives, moves, and has its being in us, as us, as God, in all, as all. The acceptance and accepting ourselves heals our lives. We are light. We are love. You have to understand and ask yourself, is love freely expressed? We are here for spiritual growth authentically. We all have next level capability. Next level is up. Avoid living in the land of if. The land of if is a place that may not even happen. What if this? What if that? That's a place of doubt. Because the land of if sometimes never happens. But next level is always and forevermore. If you know, not just merely believe, but know that spirit lives and moves and has its being in you, then you are a soul of life. For souls are not always living. Some souls are waiting. But you say, waiting for what? Some souls are waiting to be born. Some waiting to be born again. And some souls are hoping for a pardon from imprisonment. The most important thing in this world is the life of one single solitary soul. It is life and love and the giving that matters most. Anything contrary to this truth stands against the truth and power of love. All my life, I have asked for wisdom. I live for the wisdom to discern the issues and concerns of love, this life, as being the living, collective, energetic vibration of one unifying field that not only holds the hidden core fabric of this world, but is also the unseen core core fabric of all that exists as the existence of this cosmos of which we all compose and make in the making of it. We all are here as one. We have to recognize the power of God and quit trying to Equate a negative God is in charge of, but know what is evil and what is not. Know 
your place in this creative energy and know that God got your back. The universe conspires to make us great if we choose to do so. You see, in the long run, it all boils down to this. You are either going to be a part kingdom or you are not. That's it, plain and simple. There can only be one government. There can only be one energetic force that rules all there is. You have to make the choice as to whether you will be or not be. Because in the, and when it's all said and done, I believe that everything is going to go back to the wholeness that it ought to be in accordance to what God intended it to be. Everything that does not choose to be is going to go back into what's called something like a uh, undifferentiated mass to where there's no negative or positive to it at all. But it is going to become a neutral. And it will then be that which everything else is built off of. I think Arlene says something. It's called an undifferentiated mass. Is that? I I am so sorry. Um, yeah, the uncreated mass. Yeah, yeah. Um, please, would you expound on that? What would you like to share? So my understanding of what the uncreated mass is. Um, Uh, for the most part, our our existence, our expression as who we are, like me as Arlene and King as King and you as you and, you know, your children as your children, um, the creator um, allowed these multiple expressions of beingness, you know, it, because the creator loves multiplicity. Um, however, when when you get into like high esoteric uh, information, what they will share with you is that they will say that there's really no positive and negative. It's just that we uh, experience it here in this particular reality. And those that operate contrary to that, that, that at some point, that at some point when the consciousness of humanity and the consciousness of beings that are not even on this physical plane get to such a point where they reunite with, um, you know, infinite intelligence, that that there will be no need for the duality that we experience here on the physical plane. And so what will happen is that that individual will come out of the, you know, the no thing, uh, the, the sort of nothingness, uh, the uncreated mass where, where, you know, 
where place it, it, it'll it'll return to this neutral state where everything is how how, the, how I'm trying to recall exactly how the how it was termed to me, but return to a place where creation actually starts from, where there's no there's no you know again like I said no duality. And and in actuality, it is my understanding that at some point that a person in their own human incarnation, they can spiritually develop enough where they can make that choice of going into that uncreated, uh, that space of being uncreated mass where, you know, the individual experience will return to that uncreated source that 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 place that you know that dwells in neutrality and a place where they are no longer the individual so you are you are the individual but you are the I am as well you are expressing as the I am the I am operates through you However, you can make that choice. <laughs> you can make that choice to go into the uncreated mass. I don't know if that made any sense. Does, does that provide any clarity, do you think? Um, it does. And um, if there's anyone who um, feels as though it doesn't, please uh, press the number one and uh, give us your thoughts. I um, remember reading a book called Out Winning the Devil. And in the interview, the devil actually says to the person who was interviewing them, he says that you will come back to his realm if you choose to express the negative vibration and energies of this life. If you choose to embrace the good things of life for love and compassion, then you will be drawn to his opposition, which is known as God by the earthbound here. So what I'm going to do in conclusion to this uh, Thieves in the Temple series is I'm going to open up a new series called Behold, I Make All Things New. In that, I'm going to go deep into vibration. I'm going to expound upon some of uh, the information that is actually hidden in the text known as Outwitting the Devil, which was written by Napoleon Hill back in the 1930s. Now, I'm going to share this note because I'm telling you there's something happening that's very, very powerful. I never heard anything about this book, and in the process of I think it was the year 2013 I was writing a book which 
I have yet to complete, but Spirit is working on me, and I apologize to those whom I told the book was completed. It's not yet completed. I had finished going through the series of whatever the Lord was downloading in me at the time, and during that time and finishing that book, I felt good about what I had, and what popped up was two books which were audio books that confirmed everything I wrote in the book, The Power of Choice, Path of Divine Royalty to Conquer Darkness. Now, understand, the writing that I had done was completed before I came across these two books called um, Outwitting the Devil and another book called Conversation with God. I came across the book Outwitting the Devil first before I came across the book um, Conversation with God. And oddly enough, Arlene brought both of those books to my attention, which kind of really blew me away. I So with me being more aware of my consciousness than what I have been before, I am going to step forward in expounding upon what is necessary for us to receive collectively so that we can conquer the forces of darkness that's trying to keep the light of God from shining ever so brightly in our lives to give us the liberation that we need as a people collectively because we're not going back to slavery. Believe that. And we can't have the violence that we once had in the Civil War to resurface again. We can't. Somebody needs to stand up in order for all of this stuff to get smashed and be done. With that being said, we're going to see if we can find my my, my favorite Marvin Gaye song, um, Once Upon a Time When You and Me Lived in Infinity, There Was Two of Us, A God of Love, and a God of evil, something about polarity. You know, day and night, black and white, hot and cold, wrong and right, life and death. Polarity, without these opposites, we could never be. Now this all-knowing entity of good and evil decided that the place was awful lonely. So they decided that they would create a world of insects and flowers and animals and birds and loves untold, Worlds within a world of good things for the good and evil things for the evil. And then there was jealousy. Wow. Now comes man. Devil wanted to have all the control. But the good Lord said, we're going to have to share equally with this here human soul. But we must bring him understanding and reason to decide whether to join the God of love and peace or burn in your eternal fire. Lord, have mercy. Anyway, I think it's better for us to go ahead and do that other song, Arlene. Everybody needs love. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, almost, I almost gave you all the words to that song anyway. <laughs> but, but maybe we'll follow up one with the other. But um, let, let, let's do that thing about um, everybody needs love. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Thank you, baby. See those flowers. They need love. 
Why can't you understand? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, that song says it all. It really, really does. And I know we started the program with talking about how much we love each other. And I think it's what the world needs. You know, we have a sacred union, you and I, Arlene, and, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, people need to come to the place of recognizing that finding fault does no justice when love should be the fuel that allows us to live in peace and harmony. Fault finding needs to be just excluded and everything and every action should be out of love because that's what I need and I know that's what all of y'all need. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna anchor myself down. I'm gonna make some things happen. We're gonna give you some announcements as to exactly what's gonna happen. I might start doing a program on Sundays but uh I'm going to I'm letting go and letting God that's what this program was today. Letting go and letting God. So I just had to open up and share what's inside of me. And this is just only the beginning. Wow. I know we're at the, the nearly at the top of the hour. So Arlene, would you like to we thank everybody for for being present. Those who are listening even after this live broadcast. We love you. And we can feel that energy. And I can feel it right now in my heart. Wow. Love is an amazing thing. And I hope you guys can feel my love for you. So with that being said, I'm going to let my beloved go ahead and close us out. Okay. So, family, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, we love you, we bless you, we appreciate you, we thank yes, God thank for you, you. Yes. and we know that wherever you are, God is. God is. That's my singing bowl, it must be happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, what love family, <laughs> namaste. Namaste. Any person or object whatsoever that requires your attention is something that has veered from its path and preordained destiny of total enlightenment. Never wanted a typical life. Scripted role. <laughs> Trophy wife. All I ever wanted to be left alone. See my bed made up at night Cause in my dreams I roam Trying to find